grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text for today is from Luke chapter 23. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But not this man, he has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, who is this guy? Who is this criminal on the cross? The reason I ask is I have always identified with him. From the time I can remember this passage being read in the divine service, I always get a bit choked up as I saw my plight in his plea. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Who is this criminal and why do I identify with him so? From the book of Matthew, we read that he is a thief, a robber, a brigand, or a plunderer. Is that the reason that we, I, might identify with him? The seventh commandment is this, thou shalt not steal, meaning we should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possession or get them in any dishonest way, but help him to approve and protect his possessions and his income. I have most certainly broken this command, but deserving a crucifixion is my thievery, deserving dying on the cross. My sinful nature wants to say no, that I don't deserve that. In fact, breaking the seventh commandment once is enough. Whether it is cheating on your taxes or making a photocopy at work for your own personal use, to padding your mileage or letting your meter run out even though you no have one hour left of shopping to go. Like that robber, we have all broken God's commands from one to ten, but I am loath to think that it is deserving of a crucifixion. The thief does settle this argument for us when he says, or after hearing his crucified comrade rail against Jesus, he says, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. He recognizes that his thievery deserves crucifixion, which tells me that mine does as well. That is not how I want to identify with this crucified criminal. I want neither the crucified part nor the stealing part to be the parts that I deserve or recognize in myself. I want the sincere, God-fearing nature of that criminal that states, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The fact is, we also read in the book of Matthew that this God-fearing nature of this criminal was newly acquired. As Matthew states, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders, they mocked Jesus. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults upon him. Robbers, plural. Six hours from mocking Jesus to one of the criminals questioning the other saying, do you not fear God since we are under the same sentence of condemnation? Maybe I really am like that thief on the cross. 
in the sense that I do my own thing, I go my own way, and only after something really bad happens, when the trials and the tests come in my life, it shakes me enough to turn to God. Truly, I usually start with my own faculties and wit, and when I exhaust everything I can do, then I remember that God has me. The depth of my faith is probably about six hours of hardship. Maybe that is why I identify so well with this crucified robber. For only when I am nailed to hardship do I remember my God. We can identify with this thief on the cross only when we recognize that we are like him. We are lawbreakers, deserving of death, and hypocritical until the last moments perhaps when we realize that of our own volition, our own work, our own will, our own wish, we cannot get out from under the thumb of death. But then, then there is that moment, that moment that tugs at my heartstrings when the thief pleads, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me, he says, although I bring nothing. Remember me, even though I am deserving of this cross. Remember me, even though I broke all of your lawful commands and stole from my fellow man. Remember me. Why would I want to identify with this criminal? Why would God remember him? Why would God remember us? The prophet Malachi says today in the Old Testament lesson, They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. The thief and you and I have not served God as we should. So how would God possibly make us his treasured possession? How would God save this thief? Why would God save us? We are saved in the same way that this no-good, thieving, crucified criminal is saved. For the sake and by the work of the one crucified in the middle, Jesus. Paul says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also most graciously give us all things for his sake? What was Jesus up there for? For us to die the death that we deserve, to pay for the sins that we committed. He was up there for the idolater and the blasphemer, the heathen and the hater, the murderer and the adulterer, the thief and the gossip and the coveter. God did not spare his own son so that he could spare us. More than that, he gives us all things that Christ earned On that cross. You see, we may start identifying with that thief, but ultimately we should identify with the God man who died in the middle of those thieves. Dear friends, when God looks at you, he does not see the thief on the cross, but he sees his son in the middle. As Paul said, for our sake, he made Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. There it is. The great exchange. Jesus is made the sinner. Jesus is made the thief. And the thief and you and I are made sons and daughters of God. Given the same promise as the thief was given. Today, if it is the day, then today 
you will be with me in paradise. We say with the thief, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The Lord remembers us not because of what we are done or where we have been or who we are as sinners, but he remembers us because of who we are in Christ Jesus. We were given a new identity in Jesus when we were baptized into his death. We were moved from the cross of death to the tree of life in our Savior Jesus Christ. Like that thief in faith, we were delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his Son, God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we have the forgiveness of sins. You see, the Lord has heard your cry as he did hear the thief's cry. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The Lord has paid attention. He has heard your cry and he has written your name in the book of remembrance saying, you are mine. You are my treasured possession. God spares us. He loves us. He chooses us. He remembers us. He redeems us. And he will come to get us for the sake of his son. God says, I remember you. Now take and eat my body and blood and remember me in remembrance of me. And this will keep you in the one true living faith unto life everlasting. Dear friends, every time you come to the rail, you are saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, remember me. In this sacrament, remember me and what I have done for you. I have called you. I have cleansed you. I have cleared you of your guilt. I have christened you and I comfort you and I will come again and I will carry you home. Who is this guy? This man crucified on the cross. He is Christ Jesus. He is your Savior. And in him, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Oh, and by the way, Jesus is not on that cross anymore. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now let us pray. And now God's peace, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.